Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two English experts talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are discussing New Year, New You. Let's look back at the highlights of 2022. Let's think about what making a New Year's resolution means. And we'll give you some tips for how you can ensure you actually stick to the New Year, New You regime. Happy New Year, Nick. Happy New Year. Finally. (laughs) It's a little bit late. Mm. Yes. So um, I guess we should start by saying sorry to everybody who has been patiently waiting for the last two Tuesdays for a new episode. I have finally been struck by COVID. Mm. Nick, I genuinely thought that I was some kind of advanced human species who was immune. (laughs) With excellent evasion skills, yeah. (laughs) Yes, immune to COVID. Um, I've just never had it before. Had a booster before Christmas just because... I thought maybe I should. Um, And I was sick a couple of weeks ago. Did not enter my head that it was COVID until one of our students, the lovely Alana, said to me, can you smell or taste? And I thought, oh, actually, I can't. Mm -hmm. So I did a test. I'm positive. And it's been over a week now. Wow. You can still hear it in my voice, can't you? A little bit. I've still got a very healthy cough. Anyway, the good news is I actually feel pretty good. Um, It's just... It's just a bit annoying, really. Not the best way to start the new year. How is your new year going, Nick? My new year went very well. Nice uh, couple of weeks off to relax. Yes. Uh, A little bit of uh, food. (laughs) Maybe not a little bit of food, a little bit of food. A little bit of food. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of trips to different places. Nice. The beach on January the 2nd, which was very nice. Um, And... Yeah, just slowly getting back into the swing of things now. Actually, I have to say, before I got COVID, I went to the mm. beach mm-hmm. on January the 1st. Mm. And I um, I went in the water. And how was it? The North Sea. <laughs> extremely cold. People on the beach were looking at me like I was crazy. Everyone was wearing like hats yeah. and stuff. Um I, I mean, I didn't spend, I, I can't have been in the water for more than about 20 seconds. It was mm. like a baptism. I just ran in dipped my shoulders under, and then ran back out again. Um, and where, yeah, where did that... you go? Did you go to Cleethorpes? Did you go to Skegness? Oh, my goodness, Nick. <laughs> Very good Lincolnshire knowledge. Somewhere between the two of them. It mm. was somewhere with just a beach but no town. Mm. Um, but there was a nice cafe afterwards, and I got a lovely hot chocolate. Oh, very good. <laughs> so it hasn't been all um, sickness. So, yes. So, because of this delayed start to 2022... My plan was the first episode back was going to be a bit of an episode. We've done them before where we look back Mm -hmm. at the previous year, take stock, talk about our favorite episodes, that kind of thing. Um, I don't think we're going to give a whole episode to that, but Mm -hmm. I do think it's always good, you know, Mm -hmm. as a learner or just a human, Nick, Mm -hmm. for us to sort of sit down and sort of think about the things that we've achieved before we move forward. So... Luckily, lovely Buzzsprout, who hosts our um, podcast, put together a lot of stats for us about 2022. So, I mean, some of these I think we could probably guess. So obviously, we did an episode a week, didn't we? We did. Last year, religiously. So Mm -hmm. we produced 52 episodes, which totaled 2,454 minutes of IELTS gold. (laughs) So that's a lot of talking. Um, I wish I, I don't know how good is your maths how many hours is 2454 2400 minutes probably around 40 or something like that it is I reckon you're exactly right so it's about 40 hours of podcast mm. so if this is I don't know how but if, if you've just found our podcast there's 41 hours or 40 hours from last year alone mm. um, that means there's so, going to be like 80 overall isn't there oh easily easily right um we had, now I don't know if this number is good or not, right? Mm. So in terms of downloads, we had a total of 145,000 downloads. Pretty impressive, actually, I think. <laughs> well, it puts us in the top, I think, 7 or 8% of all podcasts in the wow. world, which is kind of incredible. Mm. I do think, though, we could do more. 
Um, so if you're listening to this and you're a regular listener and you enjoy our podcast, what could they do, Nick, to help us? Tell a friend. That is it. We're not asking <laughs> for money. Tell a friend. Maybe put a link to our one of our episodes on your social media feed. Even, I mean, we say this quite a lot, but just, you know, however you listen whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, if you could just like the show or give it a rating, mm. that will help the magic algorithm <laughs> send us to other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, 145,000, not to be sniffed at, isn't not it? I think that's a good, yeah. a good innings. Um, my favourite statistic, mm. I don't know how many countries there are in the world. Mm-hmm. 193? Is Maybe two hundred. Well, it's around two hundred. I don't know exactly. Around two hundred. Depends well, what counts the... as a country and what doesn't. Well, my favourite. One day we have actually had a listen from somebody in Vatican City. Wow. So, um, from those countries, yeah. So we have had listeners from a hundred and sixty-three different countries. Pretty good. Pretty impressive. I mean, that's amazing. Um, that's my favourite. Apparently, our top five countries are number one, India. No surprises there. No. Number two, Iran, mm. which I like. I've had quite a few emails from Iranian students recently. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Russia, yes, Bangladesh, mm. and Vietnam. Not That's surprising. a huge range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of our most popular episodes, mm. what do you think? If you th- I mean, I, it, I get a bit confused about what was last I'm year I'm going to guess, if we're just talking about last year, probably yeah. one of the... Um, essay questions right exactly so you know long-term listeners will know one of our most repeated because it's the most popular episodes Mm -hmm. are the episodes when nick and i look at reported questions you know essay questions Mm -hmm. that have recently appeared in the exam one of those came in at number three Mm. okay uh number one though Mm. was which actually was one of my favorite episodes was Mm -hmm. the one we did about how to build paragraphs oh very nice Yes, and I think the the second one we did, How to Write Paragraphs with Two Ideas, came in at number five. So they Mm -hmm. were really popular. Um, The other one which was really popular as well, and we only did one of these, and I think we should do another one on a different topic, was Mm -hmm. do you remember the episode we did where we chose a topic that you and I are not experts in, Mm -hmm. architecture, Mm -hmm. and then we took some questions and we showed students how they can Google for ideas and for vocabulary. Yep. That came in at number two. Mm, good, useful. And th- yeah, very useful. And then number four was another new thing we did last year, mm-hmm. which was last year we started to sometimes, you know, spend the episode looking at a particular test. So, you know, one reading test or mm-hmm. one listening test. Um, the first one we did, Let's Do a Cambridge Reading, that was our fourth most popular yeah. episode. So quite a nice range. And I mean, obviously the top three were all connected to writing. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that the fourth one was a reading. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think back, Nick, to last year, yep. not necessarily to which episodes got the most downloads, but are there any, you know, if if we are speaking to some new listeners today, uh, what podcast did you enjoy or would you might you recommend to somebody? I really liked the one that we did right at the start of the year, which was the, it bamboo, bamboozled me a little bit. Yeah. Where we did the... Um, new type of line graph question where I couldn't figure out how to write that type of report well and then yeah, once you'd explained it it completely clicked and I got it yeah yes and actually that that's one. interesting because in book 17 they've got another kind of strange line graph which follows mm-hmm. those patterns so that is something that they're doing that was oh yeah that was a good one yeah yeah another one would I would say probably the conditional sentences episode right yes that was a good one i like I, we did that a couple of times where we picked some kind of grammar point and just talked about it and i, yeah. I liked all of those ones because i think it's a really nice and simple way to break it down and make it understandable yes and an i think audio students can, format <laughs> right and mm-hmm. it's something that students can then sort of easily apply mm-hmm. themselves in their own work yep. yeah i mean interestingly that the the building paragraphs were um, the most popular downloads because I think writing those episodes was really enjoyable for me. So mm-hmm. I've, I've also put them. But the other ones I remember that I enjoyed, a couple actually at the end of last year, the one we did on spelling, 
that was just something different and a bit unusual, which I don't think we'd done before. And also um, really recently when we took a sort of deeper look at the speaking test, how the examiner is going to score your fluency and coherence. Mm-hmm. I like that because it was, that episode was born from a listener who had a question or didn't understand something. So I felt like I always feel it's good when we're actually actively helping students yeah. with their questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one we did also as well about informal letters, how to make your letters feel really informal mm-hmm. by adding those kind of, you know, um, I know that, or just those simple phrases. Yeah, that was start. a really good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. So we now stand at the beginning of 2023, Nick. We have 51 more episodes ahead of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um But I have to say, looking back at what was popular and what we enjoyed has already given me, you know, some ideas for the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, We're definitely going to be doing some more um, exam practice videos. I think maybe having, you know, doing speaking, but maybe having a look, a deeper look at Mm -hmm. another of the band descriptors. Yeah. Like vocabulary or pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Definitely something we could do. Um, But it's not time to look back now. It's time to look forward. Right. And I guess that many people, when the clock dongs midnight (laughs) on the 1st of January, often click or they often set themselves some kind of goals or some sort of resolution Mm -hmm. for the year ahead. Nick, is that something you did this year? No, (laughs) it's not. Right. (laughs) I didn't either, to be honest. Mm. All right. Um, I think, so I've been, I'm all about statistics this week, right? So we got the statistics for our um, podcast episodes last year. I did a little Google and apparently though, it's about 60% of people do set some kind of resolution Mm -hmm. for the year. So, you know, we're not just talking about IELTS now, but if you think about life, what do you think are some of the most popular or the most common resolutions? Probably to join a gym. Right. So some sort of what, like, yeah, ex- so exercise more. Exercise more. Mm-hmm. That is the second most common Probably to quit resolution. things like smoking and alcohol. Quit smoking, drink less. That's down at four or five, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, there are some which kind of overlap. Right. Because you've said join the gym. Mm-hmm. So that could be interpreted as exercise mm-hmm. more. Yeah. But it could also be interpreted as... Get healthier, get fitter. Yeah, lose Mm -hmm. weight. Lose weight, yeah. Mm -hmm. Improve your diet, that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So yeah, so I think when you have a look at the list of things that people do, I think broadly speaking, most New Year's resolutions are connected to health. Mm -hmm. Although that tends apparently to be more for women than men, just. Women sort of focus more on sort of like health and weight. Definitely stopping something or stopping a bad habit. Mm -hmm. Or starting a new good habit um what sort of what things do you think people try to start doing try to start doing yeah um maybe i don't know like start walking more yeah so you can exercise more mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people i think like a lot of people decide that they're going to learn a new skill or oh, a hobby yeah like learn the guitar learn a new language Nick, I kid you not, mm. as as soon as my COVID is finished, my plan mm-hmm. is to go to a little shop in town mm-hmm. and find out how to buy a secondhand guitar. Because <laughs> <laughs> I decided I would like to do that this year. Mm. Plus, um, what was the other thing you said? Learn the guitar. Oh, plus yesterday mm-hmm. I started to learn Italian on Duolingo because <laughs> I want to learn Italian. Yes. I'm like, so I think, you know, broadly speaking, most of these resolutions are connected to health and fitness in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, money's another one, actually. Save more money. Save more waste money. Waste less money. Save, yes. Mm-hmm. Spend less, waste less, mm-hmm. save more. So that's another sort of like area. Right. Definitely, it's funny, isn't it? Because I guess the quit smoking is still connected to health, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, other common ones, though, are spend more time with family and friends. Mm. Sensible. Sensible. That one seems kind of less punishing than some <laughs> of the other ones. Um, travel more. That's another common one. Mm-hmm. And also read more. Yeah. 
which is kind of interesting that we sort of people, I don't know, like would read more for me would almost be the same as listen to more podcasts, for example. It's mm. sort of almost a bit like educate more, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so yeah, so apparently many, many people do like this idea of a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. However, what percentage of people do you think quit their New Year's resolutions in the first week? Nick? It's probably quite high. Yeah. Um, probably like a third. It's a quarter, right? So it's mm-hmm. 25% quit mm-hmm. within the first week. And then by the time you enter February... Mm-hmm. Two thirds of people have quit, <laughs> right? And you've got and like thirty six percent of people are limping forward, trying to make these New Year's resolutions work. Now, it's interesting that you didn't make a resolution this year, mm-hmm. and neither did I. Why was that? Because I knew I wouldn't succeed. <laughs> yeah. This is a waste of time. Like I can say that I want to do this and this and this in 2023 but I didn't set myself like specific dates or for example I'm gonna do this immediately on the 1st of January and then never do it again because I know that it's completely unrealistic to try and behave like that exactly it's a slow process changing the habits it is and Mm -hmm. you know long-term listeners will know Nick and I usually in around March we do a 30-day challenge we do Mm -hmm. which is about resetting habits Mm -hmm. um but I totally agree with you. I felt like there was no point me starting a New Year's resolution because I've done it, you know, I'm well over 40 now. Mm-hmm. I've done it many years in the past and it just never works. So I don't suppose it has to be a New Year's resolution, but I thought what I'd do is I, I had a bit of a dive into why these resolutions don't work because I guess, you know, this is an IELTS podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that many people listening would like to exercise more Mm -hmm. or learn a new hobby or quit smoking. But for most of us, our goal is really, you know, how can we make sure in 2023 that we actually achieve our goal Mm -hmm. of finishing IELTS? And it's something that means that in 2024, we can think about other goals like traveling more or reading more, and not IELTS. So we'll go through the six reasons that these resolutions don't work and we'll think of them in terms of general resolutions. But then, Nick, we might sort of think about how these things connect to IELTS and the way we study. So the first thing, now, the first reason, the top reason why people don't succeed with these um, resolutions is, as you say, they set unrealistic Mm -hmm. resolutions. So I think your point there was, you know, it's almost impossible to think that your life is going to change on the 1st of January, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, what I really liked, though, when I was reading about this is why do, what do people mean by unrealis- unrealistic resolutions? Mm-hmm. My guess was, was that they would be too strict. Mm, probably, yes. So, you know, you go from eating and drinking what you want to suddenly only eating 1200 calories a day going to the gym four times a week it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to jump from doing sitting nothing. on your sofa mm-hmm. yeah to doing that but the interesting thing as well actually when setting goals is that people tend to set goals that are unreachable but I thought the other thing that was interesting which I hadn't thought about is that people often do the opposite which is that they set goals which are relatively easy mm. And then they quickly become bored. <laughs> so, you know, if you set the goal of doing 3,000 steps a day... It's going to be too easy, isn't it? It's going to be too easy. Mm. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't think I fall into the camp of too easy goals. No, me you? neither. No, I always set something that's way too difficult. Yeah. And end up failing and then giving up. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the thing about having a goal, you know, how can you make sure that your goal is realistic Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you've got time to do it that it's actually something which is achievable that they're quantifiable in terms of IELTS Nick you know if if you had a student who who came and said you know it's a new year I want to set myself a goal for English I mean not necessarily IELTS Mm. what would what would be your advice to a student who was asking how to set a goal um I guess it would be like it would really depend on how much what they what else they're doing, um, how much time they have, yeah, what their interests and hobbies are as well. 
um, because for some for somebody like you could say read 20 minutes of a book in English a day yeah um, and then for someone who doesn't like reading you might say you know watch a YouTube channel once a day in English or something like that right so it really depends on the person um, and what their interests are and what specifically they want to improve as well because if it is to improve mm -hmm. vocabulary both of those suggestions I think are pretty good. Mm -hmm. If they want to improve speaking, for example, then mm -hmm. you might um, say to them, well, every time you go somewhere, try and speak English with a person. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going to, I don't know, to a coffee shop or a bar or a restaurant, mm -hmm. pretend you're a foreigner and order in English or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> Just to get a little oh, bit I of like practice. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or find a friend who you can or speak to. Or find a friend who you can speak to once a day. Yeah. Or join... A language learning social network, I don't know, where you can chat with people in English and then in return they they you you they chat with you in your language, in your native language. Yeah. If they're Brilliant. learning it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean we've done a lot of other episodes where we've talked about how you can plan your IELTS preparation. Mm -hmm. Or we did that one about, you know, metacognition, how you can analyze. I mean, at the end of the day, it's easy to say, I want to score X, right? Mm -hmm. I want to score 7.5. But what does that really mean, right? Where are you now? Think about where you want to be. Think about, you know, each, every aspect of your language, your grammar, your vocabulary, your individual skills. And then, you know, I always think you don't want to give yourself so much time mm -hmm. that you get lazy. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to give yourself so so little time that you, you need to study 12 hours a day because it's just <laughs> not realistic and, and probably not very fruitful, is it? Um, so, you know, I always like it when students come to us and say, you know, if it was now January, students who are going to want to sit the test in April or May, mm -hmm. that often feels like a realistic target. Not for everyone. Some students can do it in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, but I think you're right, thinking about the type of learner that you are, the things that you enjoy doing, and sort of trying to build it around that. It's mm -hmm. a really good, um, yeah, it's a really good goal. So we want to make sure that whatever our resolutions are, if they are for our life or for IELTS, that they're, that they're realistic. Mm -hmm. The second thing, apparently, the reason why people fail mm -hmm. is that they have a lack of accountability. Mm. So I don't know, let's choose, I don't know. Saving or spend less money. What would a lack of accountability mean in terms of money, Nick? It means that no one is able to check whether you're doing, whether you're doing that or not. Yeah. So if you say to yourself, like, um, let's imagine you spend five hundred pounds a month, and mm -hmm. you say, uh, from now I'm only going to spend three three hundred and fifty. I'm going to save one hundred and fifty pounds every month. Yeah. If you don't have somebody who can see what you're spending. Um, or even someone that you can physically give that 150 pounds to mm. so you don't spend it mm. it can be very easy to be like oh well it's all right if i spend 380 yeah and you kind of go over the the, the boundary that you set yourself and then you know what happens in february well i didn't stick to it last month so i won't stick to it this month and then by Mar march you've forgotten about it completely yeah. <laughs> exactly it's 380 in january it's 420 in february and mm -hmm. by march you're back to 500 yeah yeah mm -hmm. so that i do think there has to be some there have to be some consequences mm -hmm. um and actually you know a lot of i, I looked recently into um getting a business coach mm -hmm. And the cost of business coaching, Nick, is unbelievable. You know, it doesn't surprise me. People are charging, I mean, literally a thousand pounds, right, mm -hmm. a month mm -hmm. to help you. And I realized all that person's really doing, same for a personal trainer at the gym, right? The personal trainer at the gym doesn't have some magic exercises for you to do, but they are just there to hold you accountable, aren't mm -hmm. they? Mm -hmm. You have to meet them at a certain time. You've paid the money, actually. Yeah. So the payment is some kind of accountability. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say for IELTS, I mean, how could students build accountability into their IELTS preparation? I think it's a bit more difficult, actually. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way mm. would be to have a teacher for sure. that you saw Once a, a couple week, of times a week. Twice a week, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You, they'll, 
give your homework. They'll check that you're progressing. I mean, that we are the equivalent, I guess, of a personal trainer. That's true. And yeah, if you do have a teacher who's setting you tasks and you don't do them, then you're going to feel yeah. bad. You're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel like you have to do them, which is good, which is going to make you do them. Um, so yeah, having a teacher definitely is a good thing. But I'm, if you are just sort of self-studying mm. and you maybe don't have the money to pay for a teacher... I think it's a little bit more difficult to be honest. I recently, so I've been a bit, I've been, because I've been sick with COVID and mm. I haven't been able to do much, I've been down the TikTok <laughs> spiral of death. But one of the things I saw on TikTok, people today, Nick, keep these incredible diaries. Mm. They're like works of art. And mm-hmm. some people, so, you know, this read more, what they do is they, they keep a record of every book they read in the year, mm-hmm. right? And they print a little, like they'll print a mini copy of the cover of the book mm-hmm. and they'll stick that in. And then they will, um, they'll draw like the spines of books. Mm-hmm. And then every time they read one, they'll color each spine a color depending on the genre of book, mm-hmm. if it was horror or if it was an adventure story or something. You know, I'm thinking... Just like a list, you know, the reason that people like lists is that they get to cross things off. Mm -hmm. Even just keeping a diary where, like, every day that you do something, I don't know, maybe you've got a colour code. So a writing exercise is blue, a speaking is red, Mm -hmm. a listing is purple, and you just colour in a little square or you colour in your diary each day, depending on the type of practices you've done. I don't know, but for me, the idea that if you're if you're creating this picture and you've done it every day and then there's a missing piece, mm-hmm. that might be a simple way that students can hold themselves accountable, right? Actually physically recording somewhere visually mm-hmm. what you've done every day. Actually, though, you're right there. That's That's a really good idea because I didn't plan to walk five miles, uh, to walk four miles a day. Right. Um but I have every single day in January so far. Wow. And on the days when I'm feeling like, oh, I'm so tired, I don't want to go anywhere, which has happened a couple of times in the last few days, I'm mm. like, but that's going to break the streak. And it's this actually, word streak and is it's a actually, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's made me like, so, because obviously I take Charlie out twice a day, minimum. Yeah. Um, and on the days when I've been quite far away from the four mile target, I've just been like, well, I'm going to walk with him for 20 minutes anyway. So why don't I just walk for 35 minutes and hit the score, hit hit the target? Keep the streak. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, let's be honest, right, Nick? You and I, we are just two people doing our best to understand our students. Mm-hmm. The reason why Apple, with all its money and all its algorithms, mm-hmm. you know, their their watches do that thing, don't they? It's like, come on, like, you've done you've hit the last 10 days don't stop let's Mm -hmm. make it number 11 Mm -hmm. obviously humans we people like that kind of thing don't they they do yeah so i would set up an ielts streak right it Mm -hmm. might be a streak for listening maybe you do one for each of the skills maybe it's just you study 15 minutes Mm -hmm. a day whatever that is Mm -hmm. get your streak going and even better Mm -hmm. get a streak with a friend going Mm -hmm. right because I do think having a friend or an accountability partner mm-hmm. can really help. Yeah. I've got a German friend. She keeps trying to get me to go and work with her and I never do because I just think I'll feel guilty because she works too hard and mm. I don't. <laughs> so don't be like me. Be like my German friend. Get an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second, the third one actually is almost the same, right? So the third reason people fail, very similar, is that they don't track what they're doing, which is sort of what we've just been saying. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, they don't review. Mm. So I guess, you know, if if you make a review, just like we did for the year, mm-hmm. you know, looking back, like you said, you looked at all of those steps that you'd done over the previous weeks. Yeah. And that gave you, I'm guessing, a feeling of sort of pride or accomplishment. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, And that is is something that can help you keep going. Definitely. That's true. Definitely. And I think the review aspect actually is quite good as well. So um, it was, I think it was in August last year when I decided Mm. that I wanted to do more exercise and lose weight. And I started tracking everything, Mm. Um, especially how far I walked, calories burned, um, steps taken and stuff like that. And I set myself like different targets. 
So I've got like a miles target, I've got like a steps target, and I've got a, like a weight lost every week target. And I've had that mm-hmm. since August. Sometimes it's gone down and I've been really happy and sometimes it's it's gone up. And I'm like, well, what did I do badly la- last week? Right. I shouldn't do that this week. And and sometimes, and did you always know what you'd done before that review? Oh yeah, yeah, I knew what the problem was. The only thing, like the thing that kind of hit, I hit, I did really well in August and September, and then yeah. in October, like the weight loss stopped completely. Like I was, right. I was eating well, I was doing the same amount of exercise, like four or five miles a day, ten thousand steps, and I didn't understand why it wasn't going down, and that kind of shook me a little bit. And it sort of between then and Christmas, I fluctuated a lot. And I went up a bit, went down a bit, but it didn't. I didn't have the same sort of loss that I had before. Yeah, and, and I think now, like in twenty, it's it's not a goal, like it's not a New Year's resolution. But I did set myself the target of walking a thousand miles this year. Oh, my friend does that. Yeah. So yeah, I worked out how much that is a week, so I know what I need to be every week to be on track. Yeah. And at the minute, I'm like 15 miles ahead of that. <laughs> like last week, I did really well. I, I think I walked like, I think I did like 33 miles last week. When right. 23 so is what you need every week to hit. 1, you need 23, do you? Mm-hmm. To hit a thousand, so, yeah. So that's perfect because the next one then, so, you know, mm-hmm. reviewing is looking back. The next yeah. one is just having a lack of planning, right? I think planning really and, helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you said, I think really for a plan, it's it's not enough to know you a go- having a goal is not having a plan. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you said, your goal is a thousand miles. Mm-hmm. You know how many that is a week mm-hmm. if you're ahead of it, if you're behind it. Let's be honest, there'll be weeks, Nick, when you might get sick, oh, yeah. where might things might happen in your personal life and you mm-hmm. don't have the time to go out. But that's the point, right? If If you've got that plan, you might say, well, okay, I was 23 miles up so I can afford to, to, to be a little bit less this week mm-hmm. because I can catch it up in the future. Having that plan makes, in a strange way, every day, you know, because I think when you don't have a plan, if you have a bad week, you just give up, don't you? Very, very easy thing to do, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's all broken, it's all, I'm rubbish, and, you know, the bad negative self-talk starts. Mm-hmm. But you've got an overall plan, and you, and you look, you keep looking back going, you know, well done for what I've done, mm-hmm. moving forward. I do think that really helps. It does, definitely. Breaking stuff down. I mm-hmm. mean, essentially, you know, as a teacher, you know, when I made our course, the whole thing I did was take one big thing mm-hmm. and break it down into m- many, many smaller things. So yep. each lesson is one step towards Mm -hmm. your goal students can do the same thing themselves right so you know improving in reading what does that mean well it might mean improving particular types of questions Mm -hmm. it might mean improving your read once read well skills It it might mean taking some time to learn a bit about some new vocabulary for some of the common topics Mm -hmm. or focusing on those questions we did recently about, you know, what's the writer's purpose? Mm -hmm. How can you understand that? Break it down into smaller bits Mm -hmm. and then it's more manageable. Definitely. A hundred percent. Much easier to accomplish things when you break it down like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, Yeah, I'm going to get you some, I don't know, maybe, maybe we should try and do something i'll try and think about this this week nick because my friend you know you said you're doing the thousand miles Mm -hmm. she often signs up to i don't even know what to call them a service Mm -hmm. which will say to you okay if it's a thousand miles you can choose something um like as in you can choose a route which is roughly a thousand miles so it might be like walking from um the length of England, right? From John O'Groats to Land's End, or mm-hmm. it might be walking the Great Wall of China. Mm-hmm. And basically you put in how much you do each week and it shows you... Ah, uh, like how much progress you've made. How much progress you've made. And yeah. then if you make it, you mm-hmm. then get these incredible badges, mm-hmm. which are like, you know, I cycled from John O'Groats to Land's End, even though you didn't. Well, you do in terms of miles. Did you ever play Wii Fit on the Nintendo Wii? Oh, I did, yeah. And I had the same thing on that. <laughs> So, like, yeah, when you were, like, because you could buy this little, like, step counter to go with it. Yeah. And it would calculate your steps, and then you would come home, and you would, like, put it next to the Wii, and it would show up on the screen, like, how many steps, kilometers. Like, this is way before, like, everyone had a smartphone in their pocket. Yeah. And they had, like, the they had like a map of the world, and you could, and it would show you, like, you've walked across England, you've walked across France, and one of my yeah. friends, I think it was, like maybe three or four years ago, they'd still been, they'd kept doing it. 
since what for years for years and i think after 10 years he had walked around the entire world okay and like he got the goal of walking around like the equator i mean like so that is amazing and mm -hmm. that just goes to show step by step little Mm -hmm. by little tracking tracking you can make a big difference Mm -hmm. and actually yeah to go back to tracking what i was going to say was i find it interesting sometimes we'll work with students and um we work with a student and we've done i don't know nine or ten pieces of marking with them Mm -hmm. and then they'll say to me we'll get to the end and then they say i don't know what to do to improve and i think well we've just given you 10 bits of marking go back each of them them. (laughs) five pages long Mm -hmm. go back right because i think going back and having a look at the old work you've done yeah so whether that's old essays i mean for writing it's easier but Mm -hmm. even old reading exams right you know go back to exams you did a year ago have a look at the questions you got wrong Mm mm-hmm you probably won't remember them at this stage. Go and have another read. I mean, do you understand immediately why you got them wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have a look at your writing. What mistakes, what grammar mistakes were you making? What organizational mistakes were you making? Um, I think that can be really good sure. to do that, just to sort of remind yourself mm-hmm. how far you've come, definitely. I mean, obviously, if, if, if you find that your scores are getting worse, mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would just depress you. That shouldn't really be happening, though, should it? No, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I often, you know, often when students say that their scores are getting worse, it's because they finished the Cambridge books and they've started practicing with some online website. Yeah. And then you look at the quality of the questions and that's the reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess then the next two reasons why people fail their New Year's resolutions, they're a little bit more philosophical, Nick. Mm. But I think the first one is self-doubt. So I do think, you know, I am a classic example of this. This year, I didn't even make a resolution Mm -hmm. because I know that every other year I have failed, okay? So I do think for a lot of people, you know, if you've stood up and you've tried something Mm -hmm. and it hasn't worked, it can be hard Mm -hmm. to do, make that step again, essentially. I mean, I get that, you know, people who, you know, if you start a diet every January and it finishes by March and you just, you know, stay at the same weight or put on weight. It can be very demoralizing to start again. Um, I do think this happens with IELTS. I think we have a lot of Mm -hmm. students who, you know, may have started preparing a few years ago, Mm -hmm. something happened in their life or they didn't get the scores. Then they took a break. Um, do you have any tips or advice for people who are starting again after a long break? Um, it's difficult because this, this happens to me a lot as well. When yeah. I f- I get really like excited and like motivated to do something, and then usually after a few weeks, sometimes a few months, it stops. And starting up again is really hard because of this problem. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Is I'm not going to do it anyway. Like, why waste time? Blah blah blah. So yeah, I actually don't have any good advice here because it's something that I find really difficult to get over so i'm going to defer to you on this one if you well have any i mean good i'm not advice. sure that i'm the good well what i'm thinking is if, if you're talking about health and fitness for example mm. i guess what i would say as a mm-hmm. friend really mm-hmm. would be you know all those times when you started yeah right you know if you hadn't done that mm-hmm. things would have continued you to would have continued worse to worse, get yeah. worse and sure. worse mm-hmm. so where you are now is much better than Definitely. where you would have been mm-hmm. if you hadn't um tried i just think the thing is is that I think there's a lot of pressure in today's society for people to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that is kind of what's coming at us from a lot of angles. And I would just say, I don't think to do well, you have to be perfect. Oh God, no. Like, it's absolutely fine if you started and then, I don't know, things got crazy at work and Mm -hmm. then you you couldn't keep it up. Or, um, you know, things, you started to have a nice time in your... you know what I mean? It was summer and you went out with your friends. Mm-hmm. All those things are important too, really. Um, and I would say it all really comes down to when you're doing something difficult, mm-hmm. it all comes down to those things we just said. You know, if you can be accountable, if yeah. you can review it, if you can have a realistic goal, you know, if if you didn't do very well last time because you struggled to find time to study mm-hmm. and you still don't have time to study... Well, maybe your goal should be to take IELTS in two years' time. Rather than six months. (laughs) Rather than six months or three months' time, Mm -hmm. because you're just actually not going to be able... Yeah, it's going to be too much pressure, maybe, and you're not going to... 
enjoy anything yeah. because you're going to be under pressure and stressed from IELTS preparation. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, think about why things didn't work out last time. Mm-hmm. And if you can mitigate that, or which means like do things to overcome those problems, great. But, you know, some things, you know, if you're a parent, if you've got a job where you're working shifts, if you're a doctor, it's that might change what your realistic goal will be. But that said, Nick, today I spoke to a student um, who has got a very, very difficult work life. And she said to me, you know, I've always prioritized my job. Mm-hmm. But now I realize that what I really want is to leave my job and to mm-hmm. migrate. So now I'm going to prioritize IELTS. And it might be that's the step you need to take, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's about what are your, what really are your priorities? Mm-hmm. And not what you think you should do. But what you want to do. But you want to do. And that, mm-hmm. I think there's a huge difference between Big what we difference. should do and what yep. we should want to do, yeah. Because what I should do when we finish recording is go and do my 10,000 steps. <laughs> but what I want to do is finish playing The Last of Us 2 because I'm at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to the absolute final reason why people fail. And actually, this brings what we've just said together. All together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, you know, the reason people fail is that they don't actually know why mm. that goal matters to them. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to say, I want to get fitter, yeah. right? And it, you can say, well, why is good for me? But really, why? Why is that important for you specifically? Do you want to be able to run around with your kids more? Do you want to be able to be more mobile when you're old? I think it's easy to, you know, this idea of like, we should do these mm-hmm. things. And I think that goes for IELTS as well. Definitely. Don't yeah. you? No, 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many people are like, well, you know, I should do it. I Then I can migrate. But, you know, do you really want to? <laughs> mm-hmm. I do think that. And I think um, if you know why you want to do it and you can actually, you know, break that down and be specific as well. Well, why do you want to migrate? Because I can get a better job, because I can have better living conditions, because I can, I don't know, bring my family over to another country with a better standard of living. If you really think about what that goal will do, I think that's got a better chance of motivating you than just a sort of general Mm wishy-washy, I love that expression. Wishy-washy. Wishy-washy goal. No, it's important, definitely. Yeah. It's, you have to have clear goals and understand exactly what it is you want and why as well. Yeah. 100%. Now, that said, mm-hmm. I decided this year that I was, to be honest, despite all of this good advice, I just couldn't face making the same old New Year's resolutions that I usually mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, Nick, that what you said earlier. So what I did instead was I wrote down... I tried to imagine that it was December the 31st, 2023. Mm -hmm. And I was looking back at my year. Mm. And I just wrote down a load of things which I just would like to do this year. Right. So again, not what I should do, Mm -hmm. but just things that I would like to do. And they were about all aspects of my life. So, you know, Mm -hmm. for example, I'm like, okay, I really want to visit two new countries this year. Mm. haven't been traveling for ages i'd like to go somewhere new i want to take up a new indoor hobby Mm. so i know that sounds strange but when i'm in my house i sort of play playstation but i quite like to be able to do something in my house Mm -hmm. that wasn't eating or drinking (laughs) or the playstation so maybe i don't know some sort of craft right make something maybe Mm -hmm. um I want to find a new fashion style. Mm. I'm bored of my dungarees. I want something different. So I just sat down and just, I just thought if I looked back on this year and thought that was a good year, mm-hmm. what things would I have done? Now, I think that's a great idea for IELTS. I'm just not, um, for life. I'm mm-hmm. just not sure how that would work for IELTS. I don't know. It could be um, understand conditional sentences. It could be oh, good. learn um, five new words in these different IELTS topics. Yeah. It could be, I mean, I actually had a student over the, well, I have one of my individual students and he really struggled with conditional sentences. Yeah. And before the Christmas break, he said, do you know what? Just send me everything you've got on conditional sentences because I want to get this sorted. I'm Done. sick of making mistakes. So I sent him some stuff from English file Advanced Plus. Wow. Yeah, which is uh, 
which is like the probably the highest level English file book. It's the new one. I think it is, yeah. yeah and he's I mean he's got an eight and outs before, so he's like he is really advanced. Um and yeah, we had we did sort of like a mini test mm. um from the back of the book, from the grammar section, and he got everything correct. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because okay, he brilliant. just took the time and he took he said he did like a couple of hours on three or four different no, an hour, but on a few different days. Mm. to just try and understand that okay what's zero what's first what's second what's mixed how does it work what can i use what can't i use what are the variations like providing and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he just learned it all wow so maybe that's what it should do then so maybe the ielts equivalent for this would be Mm -hmm. a kind of wish list Mm -hmm. of the things that you wish you could do so like develop an argument talk be able to talk about architecture like Mm -hmm. be really specific Mm -hmm. And then that could then go, you know, if we work backwards, could help you set your goals, could help Mm -hmm. you set your plan and all of that stuff. Yeah. So I just wrote all of mine down on one big A3 piece of paper. Mm. And then I hope, you know, I've put it away. I might keep looking at it, actually, just to remind myself. I mean, it's all fun stuff. It's things like buy a barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That said, though, you remember I said I was looking at getting a business coach. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I did. I did chat to a business coach before she told me it was a thousand pounds a month, <laughs> and um, and she got me to do something which I actually thought was really interesting because it got me to look at things in a different way. I think sometimes goals can feel difficult because they feel like they're the same, and we've done this before, and it all feels a bit like going down the same path. So what she got me to do was she got me to think about my business, and it's really simple. What are the things that I like that mm-hmm. I really look forward to doing or that I enjoy mm-hmm. and what are the things that I don't like mm-hmm. and you know when I did that I I started to think of things which were completely different to the things that I normally like so for example I realized what I like is teaching group lessons mm-hmm. I like you know what I like is actually most is teaching face-to-face lessons mm-hmm. um I like making powerpoint presentations for new <laughs> lessons right um what I don't like is being on social media I find it depressing I, mm-hmm. I, I you know making videos is not necessarily the problem but it's then they go out on social media and it's all of the time and effort so once I started to look at the things I like and then the things I don't like that helped me think about what I want to do this year right mm-hmm. so well maybe I want to make more content rather than being on social media mm-hmm. so Maybe I think in terms of learning, right? We tend to think about things very factually as Mm -hmm. teachers, right? You need to learn this, learn this. But maybe as a student, you could say, you know what? I really, really like speaking. Mm -hmm. So I speak all the time. Also, maybe, you know, it could be, well, maybe this year I will try to do more learning through speaking. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try and find a speaking partner and practice things orally rather than reading. Or maybe you really like reading, so you could set yourself a target of reading more books. Mm-hmm. I mean, the danger there is that you're only practicing things you're good at. Yeah. But maybe the start, it could be the type of style of learning you like, mm-hmm. or, you know, I like it when I learn grammar in context. But just, you know, this is all about, again, metacognition, isn't it? It's like, yeah. what do you enjoy? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. How can you... Um, move your preparation so it connects to the things that you like basically nick we need to pay somebody to do our marketing Mm -hmm. because i don't like it Mm -hmm. and i'm not good at it (laughs) so there we go um yeah do you think i mean have you done i I think you did something similar did you about writing down the things you'd like to achieve this year with no no i I didn't do that i was like i just it was just the the distance target that I did. And I have like a, a, a weight in mind that I would like. Right. Okay. So whether I hit that or not, we'll see. But I've got a sort of a rough target anyway for the year. You've got a bit of a goal. Yeah. Well, maybe you should do the same thing. Like how much you would need to lose. That's what I've done. Each week. That's what I've have done. you done? Mm-hmm. Oh, That's lovely. what I've done. But it's not lovely. going very well so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's only the third week. We've got it a is, lot of time to catch up. It is only the third week. There's plenty of time it to has. catch up. I think yeah. I've just, I have thought about the stuff. I'm not that well. I guess the same as you. The stuff that I would like to do this year, not written yeah. down anywhere. But the I mean, if everything happens as I would like it to, it's going to be a pretty good year, probably. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. I think when I wrote down things I'd like to do this year, mm-hmm. so again, not things I should do, but things I would like to do, mm-hmm. it got me excited. And I do think sometimes when 
you're facing something difficult like IELTS, it can be easy to feel demotivated because it just looks like there's a huge mountain to climb. But if you can find a way of getting excited about that, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we talk a lot about IELTS and I think that's probably not the right approach. What we should (laughs) really be thinking of is what you're really doing is improving your language skills. True. And that's going to help that's you when you migrate. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're going to be able to talk to more people. You're going to be able to like do your job better. You're going to be able to do loads of things better, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, after all that motivation, Nick, I think I might have to have a little bit of a, a lie down now. <laughs> but I hope for our first lesson back, this is giving you something to think about, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether or not it's you realize you need a teacher to be a bit of a stick to make you accountable, whether or not it's you thinking about, you know, why do you really want to get this IELTS score? What is your actual motivation? Mm -hmm. Um, 2023, I think, is going to be a good year. I hope so, yeah. Me too. So if you would like to help Nick and I in 2023... Send us an idea for an episode. We love those. In fact, I, anytime someone emails me and says, I would like this, I am so grateful because it takes a lot of pressure (laughs) off of my brain for the week. Um, Again, like us on social media. Even better, I am desperate for our, I'm really, one of my goals this year is to get back on the YouTube train. Mm. To do that, it would be wonderful. We are about 500 hours away from being able to monetize our channel. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to help me, go on and just find our YouTube channel, click play and just watch a load of my classroom (laughs) YouTube videos, even if they're in the background, Mm -hmm. that would really help me Mm -hmm. and Nick and us get out there and grow this year. Um, But really the main thing you can do is come back next week Mm -hmm. when we will be having another, I don't know what we're doing next week, Nick, but I've got a feeling we might do some part of a test because I've got my hands finally on the general training Cambridge 17 book. Taking me months, mm. <laughs> but I finally got it. So I think that's what we'll be doing next week. But come back anyway and take care until then. Hopefully, I won't be sick then, too. All right, bye bye. My IELTS Classroom podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. Nick and I do not represent IELTS, and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard, and remember, this this is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.